down the back straight away. The crowd explodes, but Glennon takes the lead. Oh, baby. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Yes, other tracks have tried to copy the successful format developed 1971 by Earl Bottas. They've even paid more money, but they can't get more cars. They can get better cars. They can make their late model race even close to the World's 100. The best race car drivers in the world are here today. They're not at Darlington or Daytona or Annapolis. They're right here today. Should we maybe rename this race the Jeff Purvis World 100? And it was the greatest race that I'd ever won. Look forward to coming back ever since last year. Never seen anything like this before and really glad to be a part of it. But nobody can ever do the World 100. A capacity plus crowd here and one of the greatest late model fields ever as we're set and ready to go for a very exciting World 100. Still, you would rather win the World 100 than any race all year long. And now takes home the race that he and many of these other drivers freely admit holds the prestige in late model racing. finally won the World 100, the biggest race of the year, and it's just an unreal feeling. you know daydreamed of stuff like this and it's everything it's uh it's everything that you know this place it's just something that's hard to explain
I have seen that video no less than probably 10 to 15 times now, and every single time, every single time, I still get tears in my eyes when I watch it. Our own Tim Truex knocking it out of the park again on our World 100 preview piece. And when you're a guy who has not missed a World 100 in nearly 30 years, like myself, and you're a guy who unequivocally believes that the World 100 is the biggest race on the planet, like myself, I do not have to tell you how important this week is to me and the entire Dirt on Dirt staff. Isn't that right, Turn? Yes, it is. This is as big as it gets, and this is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live for Tuesday night, September 4th. And we have arrived at the most important week of the entire year in Dirt Late Model Racing. Turn knows this. I have one rule when it comes to vacation at Dirt on Dirt, Turn. What is that one rule? Nothing on World Week. <laughs> That's right. Turn, I know that eventually you'll get married to your lovely girlfriend, but you know you know the rules, right? There yeah. are no getting married on World Week, no vacations on World Week. Nobody can be gone on World Week. It has been that way for 11 years at Dirt on Dirt, and it will continue to be that way. Our entire staff will descend on Rossburg, Ohio, as we are set to cover the World, War the World 100 more intensely than we ever have before. Video highlights every night of the heats and the feature B-Mains on Saturday. Our entire writing staff will be there with live updates every night and all that gritty behind-the-scenes pit stuff that you will never find anywhere else. We'll have that all three nights as well. More photos than we have from any other event. In turn, don't bury the lead. I guess it's me burying the yeah. lead. The headliner for the fifth year in a row. Five times, it's hard to believe. DirtOnDirt.com will have every lap of the World 100 Live, all three nights, cameras all over the track, two pit reporters, James and Dustin, Ben Shelton down in the pits with Mike Norris, our biggest production of the year from the biggest race of the year. Head to the upper right-hand corner of the website where you can order your live video right now. A huge thanks to Roger Slack, Jonathan Bateman, as we partner with EldoraSpeedway.com again this year and every year to bring you the World 100 Live. It is my favorite event to do. No disrespect to anyone else, but this is this is the world. I am so excited to get back to Rossburg and get ready, turn your iPhone, your Android, your laptop, your desktop, your Xbox. What else do kids watch on these days? Is that it? Is there more things than that? I mean, I'm sure there's more. Game Boys, I don't know. Game Boys? <laughs> I mean, are they Tetris and flipping over to the World 100? You can watch the World 100 live on all of that this coming weekend. But let's flip it back real quick. This show is not only about Eldora. We are fresh off Labor Day weekend where our cameras went to 15 different events this weekend. As weekends go, that's officially our busiest one to two to three day stretch of the year by a pretty wide margin. Lucas Oil had a pretty rare feat happen this weekend, something that has not happened to that series the entire year. I'll hit on that later in the show. Scott James won $15,000. 15! I mean, let's not lose sight of that in the, the day of these big money races, that that is actually a lot of money for the Silver Shark. Shanna Babb and Billy Moyer went down to the wire again. At for turn, I had an email come in. Turn. Someone just emailed me. And Probably wanting to know about the pay-per-view. They're wanting to know about the pay-per-view. Uh, will you be showing the world? That's actually what the email is. Will you be showing the World 100 <laughs> live Saturday night? Yes, it is. Turn always wants me to shut my email yep. off, but it's World Week, man. I've been busy with stuff. Yes, to answer the question, Billy H. Turn was the person. Uh, we will actually have the World 100 live this weekend. Uh, Billy Moyer and Shannon Babb down to the wire. And, you know, once we recap Labor Day, we have our five 
reporters on the line for the media roundtable, as we always do pre-Eldora events. Ben Shelton, Todd Turner, Dustin Jarrett, Kevin Kovac, Derek Kessinger will all join us for our pay attention segment to preview the World 100 from their expert eyes. Speaking of d turn, he pulled a rabbit out of his hat for his lock of the week. How disappointed. How happy for bad, but disappointed for turn were you? Uh, I mean, I saw that, and we'll talk about some. We traded some Twitter jabs. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, the weekend uh, could have went better it, in my favor. It, it turns turn, my notebook, horrible pictures of me. You'll always want to see that. All of that coming up in the next hour, but let's get to it. It's busy. It's World 100 Week. Here we go with five things. Number one on five things, if I had told you back in February that Brandon Overton would be heating up in September and win $50,000 the week before the World 100 at the Hillbilly, you probably would have said, yeah, I'll buy that. He and Randy Weaver, they're really good. But cue the record scratch music turd, because while the headline might not have surprised you, I think the route to get to the story would have just nine weeks after Billy Franklin put Overton in the 76 car, the 27-year-old wins the largest one-day dirt late model winner's purse ever at the Hillbilly 100 on Sunday, it was suggested to me that Brandon is the new Mike Marler. Put him in it, he will drive the hell out of it. Big Sexy, as they call him, got the lead right here from hometown kid Jared Hawkins on lap 70 and never looked back, leading the final 30 laps and cashing that monster $50,000 check. Most interesting to me wasn't just the victory for Overton, but how happy he seemed in this ride right afterwards. If I had to guess, he and Franklin, they've got some staying power. I just told them I can't quit shaking. Uh, it's badass, man. We had the worst two nights of racing I think I could have. Uh, last weekend at Mansfield, not making the race with all the circumstances. Uh, it's miserable. You know, you, uh, we went home and ran regional a little bit and was doing good, and we kind of got out here and was going to show everybody, you know, what we were made of and uh, got beat down pretty quick. Uh, just... Just different parts of the country, man. They just race a little different, and I just the only way to figure it out is just stay out here and race. You know, uh, he was about to get lapped last night and everything, and then come back tonight and win. Uh, I can't thank Todd and Pearl, uh, my fiance. She's been with us this whole time. Billy Franklin, uh, just everybody's behind me because, man, it gets you know grueling. You just want to give up, and uh, you know they never said Billy's never. He hadn't said one thing. You know, we've run like shit for the last two nights, and he ain't said nothing. Uh, that's that's what that's why I love it. That's why yeah. I'm gonna drive. You know. Uh, like I said, just everybody a part of this thing. Texture on off-road, uh, BCI Asphalt, uh, Franklin Fence, Franklin Enterprises, Vic Hill Race Engine, you know it run good, Big Dog Stumbatree, Garnto Southern, RW Pile Construction, uh, Integra Shocks, Gary Winger, just, man, so many people behind this deal. I couldn't do it without them. How about this thought, by the way, Turn? Last year, Jonathan Davenport leaves Barry Wright, goes on and races regionally, has success, wins the Hillbilly 100 with G.R. Smith, then goes on to win the World 100. I think you see where I'm going with this. Brandon Overton leaves Randy Weaver, goes back and races regionally, has some success, goes to a different team, wins the Hillbilly 100, and then wins the world? Could happen. A neat storyline that is shaping up. Number two on five things, Lucas Oil's other two weekend races proved a little less dramatic than the Hillbilly, but nonetheless had some significant moments. First Saturday night at Portsmouth, where for the second time in less than a month, we had a Conley taking a nasty flip at PRP. Delmas back at the Fred Dillo. This one, Rod. Delmas's was in turns three and four. Ugh, Rod's in one and two. Just like Delmas, though, he was okay. This feature was owned, meanwhile, by Brandon Shepard. Outlaws off for the weekend. Sheppy pops in with the Lucas Bunch at a track he's really been good at and won $12,000 by leading every lap 
at Portsmouth. The night before, it had been Friday night at Ponderosa, a little more emotional. Eddie Carrier Jr. grew up 20 miles from the racetrack at Ponderosa. He played there behind the bleachers as a kid, he said. And this is a special place for the Carrier family. Friday night, it was extra special. Right here, you see him battling his good buddy, Earl Pearson Jr. He gets the lead on lap 28, and then just two laps later, the rains came. They couldn't finish the night, and little Eddie won the race because they were past halfway. Now, some guys get out of the car and go, you know, I would have liked to finish it. It would have been more fair to finish it. Not Eddie, and I love this. He was blunt and honest and told it like it was. He loved the rain. Good weekend for him and Sheppy. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for the rain. Well, I don't know if I could run 20 more laps like that or not. You know, I don't know what it is about the place. I guess I just, uh, you know, my, my crew, Dan, Austin, Joel, Mark, they worked their butts off on this thing. And I uh, just, you know, make it to where I can come race night in, night out. No, it's not going to fall apart. No, I can run up front with it. So, you know, I got to thank them guys. I couldn't do it without them. And uh, all my great sponsors on this thing, Valvoline, Seabrook, Calf Ranches, Ace Metal Works, Gunners, Honey, um, Kaiser Manufacturing, Durham Racing Engines, Integra Shocks and Springs, Sunoco Race Fuel, uh, all my family for supporting me, uh, my girlfriend, Michaela, my daughter, Aston, my son, Jace, um, all the great fans for coming out and supporting this race here tonight, and I uh, hope to see you all back tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Luke Soul for... You know, for keeping us good races to come to, and hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can get another one tomorrow. Uh, by the way, with Carrier, Shepard, and Overton winning the three Lucas races this weekend, as I mentioned it earlier, the first time this year that on a multi-race Lucas weekend, a Lucas regular has not won a race. That's strength of the tour, no doubt. Three non-touring guys win this weekend, took all the big money. Number three, turn before we get to what happened Friday night at Farmer City, this was the Mars race at the quarter-mile track back in May. You see that May 11th Mars race. This is the last lap. Shannon Babb gets past Billy Moyer. This is back on May 11th on the last lap to win $10,000 and break Moyer's heart. And you can't believe it. He's not going to do it again, right? It, is, it can't happen. Here it is this past Friday night on the top side, coming to the white flag now on the last lap. Bab does it to Moyer again and would end up getting the $5,000. That made Turn cry because Suave won his lock of the week with that right there. The crazy thing is, you see him coming to the finish, those of us that have been to Farmer City countless times, this is nothing new. Look at this. This is the old Illini 100 footage from back in 2008. These two, this is coming to the last lap also, Turn, are always on top of each other. It happened again this weekend, both of them in one in these scenarios. This time it just happened to be the 18 that was on top this past Friday. I didn't know how it was going to turn out once again. It, you know, Billy had a, a good car, good starting position, and got out there on us. And we were just talking, uh, you know, the yellow flags, they, uh, they, they're they on your side some days and some days they're not. You know, it, it was on my side tonight, closed up, closed the gap up on everybody, and uh, I was able to use them restarts, you know, to, to my advantage. I sense a quiet confidence headed into Eldora from Shannon and his team. They are far from talkers. We all know that. But he looks as good as he has pre-Eldora in about seven or eight years. Could it finally be Bab's year at the World 100? Number four, don't worry. 48 hours after the heartbreak at Farmer City, Billy got it back. As he's done, you know, a few times turned at the Big E. Mr. Smooth wins the $5,000 Baltus Classic. But just like with Bab, this one wasn't easy. Over the final few laps, Nick Hoffman in the two-car who's really good at Eldora at the late model, by the way, just trading sliders with the Hall of Famer one after another. Let's just watch a little bit of this. Just, I love the way this racetrack is looking pre-World 100, by the way. These two just absolutely mixing it up. And again, it came down to the final corner 
of the final lap. Moyer ends up winning this race. Look at this traffic, by the way, right here. Cody Evans, everybody else in the mix. Moyer ends up winning this race by 0.196 seconds. Hoffman makes a hell of a run right here in the last lap. Moyer, even after all these years, still caught up in Eldora Thrillers. Yeah, what a, what a race. It, uh, we, <laughs> we was uh, having fun there, and he, he ran extremely clean. Was, you know, he could have give me a slide job and use me up or whatever and he didn't and i appreciate that i'll uh you know i he raced me like i like to race and anyway we, we side by side and close and uh had a good time yeah uh, it was a lot of fun for my seat you know this this place when it gets that little bit of a curb right against the fence it's a uh, it's a blast you know this is that's old style eldora right there when you just got that fine line uh, to run and obviously i banged the fence a couple times i thought i really screwed up with about three to go i got tight down there and he got away but, it, you know, as a leader, you're such a sitting duck with them lap cars. you got to try and pick the right line. He picked most of the right lines. I was able to get back to him. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, a hell of a show. I think everybody would have loved to watch that. So, uh, you know, obviously you can't complain running second to him. Uh, he's won a couple globes here. So we'll come back next week and uh, try again. I'm starting to think that Billy Moyer will not quit officially, by the way, until he has a seventh globe, as Hoffman said. Turn, you can imagine a guy having seven World 100 wins could happen this coming weekend. And finally, number five, so much going on during Labor Day. I wanted to hit a bunch of it. First, like I said Friday night, the second highest paying race of the weekend was in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. It wasn't supposed to be, but it was. The Russ and George Scheffler Memorial, supposed to be ten grand to win. But some friends of the Schefflers threw in an additional five thousand right before the heat races, and it paid fifteen thousand to win. Scott James didn't mind. He led every single lap. And this Wisconsin-based team got yet another Wisconsin victory. They've done that more than a few times since James and them have been together. It's also always cool when Illinois guys win at falls, and that's exactly what Frank Heckinus Jr. did this weekend, holding off his cousin. Hell of a race with Mike Spatola, as you see here. Opie got second. Frankie got $3,000 for the victory. Second straight year he has won at Fairbury American Legion Speedway. Lots and lots of action in the southeast. We had highlights from both Carolina Clash races where Zach Mitchell led every lap of the Lancaster show on Saturday to win $4,000 in dominating fashion. And on Sunday at Cherokee, Benji Hicks got past Ross Bales right here on lap 18 to win $5,000 and become the tours. This is cool. 75th career winner. Neat milestone for Benji there. The Buddy Rogers Memorial was at Sunday on Taswell as well. Now, I thought, in my opinion turn, that Vic Hill would win this. I was close. He got second. Instead, David Payne in that badass throwback scheme got the victory that was worth $4,400. And Will Vaught, the thrill, might have had a better weekend than anyone. The Crane, Missouri driver won not one, not two, but three MLRA races, triple header sweep, Lee County, Lucas Oil Speedway pictured here, and Monette. We need to get Vaught back out on the road full time. All told, he won just over 11000 bucks this weekend. Tons of races, tons of winners. Labor Day, hell of a weekend. Let's hear from a few of them. They worked all night. Um, you know, we uh, had to take this car to Rocket two weeks ago. We ran really bad at the north-south, and that's usually that's my home track, and uh, we stunk it up. And uh, we had a bent race car, a bent, bent tube, and we had a lot of bent stuff that we didn't know about that was from a wreck last year, so... They fixed it. They put a new front end on it. This week we put a new rear end on it, under it because last week we broke a rear end. And uh, these guys just, they just want to race. When they worked that racetrack, it, it really threw it for a loop. I mean, I didn't know where to go. And Eric's trying his best. And then I know Chad, he's always been on the bottom. And he was coming. And you know, leading this race is the hardest place to be on the racetrack. And, and uh, 
and I knew my stuff was too tight to be on the bottom, and, and Chad got by me there, and I was like, I had to make something work here, so uh, uh, we got the top working again, and they said it fell off a long time, but uh, I need to move me at the bottom, but uh, that's, uh, I'll tell you one thing, the good Lord watch after us tonight, we're all here, had a good show, and God thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, we just, we've had a really good car this year, we've had the speed, well, after my uh, injury, you know, I started getting going the week of the dream there. I started feeling better. So anytime you take a weekend off, you're behind. We took eight months off. So uh, I just uh, want to thank everybody. I love coming around here. Uh, I'll probably see a lot more of us next year. I just, uh, while I had the chance to travel, I did what I could. Uh, the fans, I appreciate y'all coming. Every time we come here, y'all pack the place, and there's nothing like coming here and being able to perform in front of y'all. Thank you. Turn really quick the night before the Hillbilly. Don't forget, Colton Burdett won $5,000 at Tyler County Speedway. It's probably the biggest win of Colton's career. And the weekend actually started back on Thursday, it seems like forever ago, with James Giassi winning the Silver 1000 at Proctor. That was five things. A full wrap on Labor Day weekend. That's, that's a lot of ink. That's a lot of that's ink. a lot of My ink. My printing bill is going to be expensive. we got a busy show, and I don't really want to waste much time in the transition phases here. It is a tradition, and traditions are important to me. The week of both the Dream and the World 100, we do our media roundtable for our pay attention segment because there is only one thing that you need to be paying attention to right now, and that is the World 100. Our group of experts hop on now for a special media roundtable version of Pay Attention. Speaking of tradition, Ben Shelton always goes first. Ben, I went back and I listened to some of our old segments we've done on the media roundtable, and I always ask you the same thing but I like that because you've always given me a different answer to it, and I expect the same thing this time. What does the world need to be paying attention to as we all head into the World 100 this weekend, Benji? Well, I don't think it's a big secret that we're in a day and time where car count and some of our sports biggest events is on the decline. It's more important than ever for us to be creative with new ways to entice more drivers to come and support these Crown Jewel events. And, and I really like what the World 100 Outdoor Speedway they're doing, the whole staff that they're doing, where they continue to have programs like the Shane Unger Rookie Program, where you know these first-time guys can race for extra money, and then you get the nightly points bonuses now. They increase purses. There's just there's so much that goes into it, and I think there's several fresh faces coming this year because there's extra money to be had. What is a storyline that maybe no one other than a late model nerd like you, and that is a term of endearment, Ben, a late model <laughs> nerd. I mean that as a compliment. What's a story? line that a late model nerd like you is keyed in on that maybe other more normal folks are not as we head into the world i don't think it's completely off everybody's radar but i think people that don't know the background of ricky thornton jr i think a lot of them don't appreciate just how much potential he has i think we saw glimpses of it at the million and he's had a lot of bad luck but I think this weekend he could be a major sleeper at the World 100. In limited starts at the place, he's shown some speed, and now he comes there with the Burns Motorsports ride, and that team's been good there with Hutchin O'Neill behind the wheel. So I think things really line up for him to have a really big weekend. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be your winner on Saturday night, but I would not be surprised to see him in the top five on that checker flag wave. Top five turn. That is that is high praise from uh, Benji on it comes to Ricky Thornton. Uh, you're a pretty good picker of races, Ben. I consider you one of the best. Who is your pick to win this weekend's World 100? Well, I'm going to double down. I took Dale McDowell back at the tree. He came up <laughs> one spot short. He is going to do it this weekend. 
Dell is going to win the World 100, and by his own account, he's going to get it without Shannon Babb, anybody being white at the scales. I think the driver of the 17M will go to victory lane. By the way, you just did Vegas for four days. You'd never been to Vegas before. Or you are alive, right? <laughs> this is an animat- animatronic, Ben, or, or Cheryl talking through, Ben. You made it back, right? I'm on a connector flight in Minneapolis. I got an IV <laughs> here at the airport, so I'm, I'm feeling about 30%, but by Thursday, I'll be all the way up to 60% uh, ready to rock. All right, Ben. Thanks, man. We'll appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend. All right, thank you. Fans out there, I know that you'll be dialed into the live video this weekend, of course, and you'll check out all the highlights and everything else on the website. But trust me, one thing you want to look for in our live update section are Kevin Kovacs' notes. He is the note guru turn, as we like to say. Kevin, we know you'll have great nuggets out there once the weekend starts, but what are your best nuggets right now pre-World 100, Kevin Kovac? Well, I think the number one thing was... uh just happened just got confirmation of this yesterday that yeah scott bluequist can compete in the world 100 i think that's a pretty important note he had his uh suspension for the uh, failing to take the drug test back at Lernerville in june reduced <clears throat> to 60 days instead of 90 because he went through the the the, uh, the protocol that needed to be done passed the two drug tests down uh, according to the world racing group so so he's good to go and like it wouldn't would have been the same i think without scott bluequist there so he, he will be in the field. And, and I, I thought it was pretty neat to see that John Henry, uh, he just shut down his race team, uh, you know, like in, during this middle of the summer here. But he's going to be back running the World 100 with uh, the St. Henry nightclub team, uh, you know, the one right down the street, uh, basically from the racetrack. So, so that would be pretty cool to, uh, to see John Henry in the field with a, with a real established team. Um, and then you also have uh, Brandon Overton coming in here, you know, with, uh, with the Franklin team. We remember a few months ago, back at the Dream, that was the end of the uh, Dream Racing Team uh, deal with o- Overton and uh, you know Randy Weaver, and, uh, and so that that was uh, an amazing. It was really just shocking to see that deal suddenly just fall apart. Uh, but now here's uh, here's Brandon Overton back, and he's coming off a fifty thousand dollar Hillbilly One Hundred win. And and that one other note that I, I definitely want to mention is. Was Ryan Burkhofer back in the field uh, with the Jason Rowland car. I mean, Brian Burkhofer, first time since, what, 14 he's going to be at Four the, years, at yep. Yep. Uh, uh, I think that he's going to get a pretty good uh, reaction from the crowd when they introduce his name. What or who could surprise us this weekend? So few times in late model racing these days are we just surprised by anything anymore. But what or who, either one, I'll leave it open-ended, could leave us surprised at Eldora this weekend? Well, I think that the, the biggest surprise could probably come during one of those preliminary features. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see uh, Ben already mentioned Ricky Thornton Jr. I, I could see him winning one of those preliminary features, especially maybe a Ricky Weiss, a Michael Norris, a Zach Dome. Any, any of those guys could maybe pull off a, a, a preliminary win. Maybe not the big one, maybe not the 100 lapper, but I see one of those possibilities. And, and then also uh, – I, I'm just. What do you talk about a surprise? I mean, let's just let's just say it. Scott Bloomquist, uh, he'll probably get a surprise us with something. I mean, he's been <laughs> doing it for 30 years now since he won the World 100 in, in 1988, which is you know a little anniversary deal here for him. And God, I, I'm sure there's something that he could pull out. Back at the dream, we didn't expect that. We never the drug testing situation falling down, all that, all those stories and everything. Who knows what could happen here? I mean, let's just watch him and, and see what we're surprised with. I know you'll be shadowing him in the infield, the, the Kevin Kovac <laughs> Memorial Infield Pit Center. He has to, he's not dead, Turner. He has so many things named after him. <laughs> Kevin, you mentioned the big one. Who wins the big one Saturday night? 
Uh, I've made this pick before, and I'm going to um, – I'm always wrong with it, but I'm going <laughs> to go with it again. I'm going to say Brandon Shepard is going to get Mark Richards his first uh, crown jewel win at Eldora. I mean, uh, he's like – I mean, Brandon hasn't been going there that long, but Mark Richards has been going there for more than three decades and still hasn't been able to crack victory lane and in the, one of the big races. I mean, it's got to come eventually. Uh, I say it happens this weekend. That's such a classic Kovac pick. I'm always wrong. I'm sticking with it, Turn. I love that pick by Kevin. Kevin, we'll see you Thursday in the Media Center, bud. All right. See you later. There are not many better pure play-by-play guys in America than our good friend Dustin Jarrett. DJ, who has been the voice of Eldora for big events for a number of years. Now, Dustin, other than maybe Ben Shelton, I, I put you maybe in Todd Turner. Of course, Todd's on a different planet, though. We know that. But I put you two in a virtual dead heat for people who just pay attention to the minutia of racing and the results, specifically dirt late model results. You basically know everything that has happened all year in our sport. So now take that and apply it as we head into the World 100. What, what does it all mean? What does it mean, DJ, as we set up the most important three days in dirt late model racing? I think it means that this deal is 100% completely wide open. I mean, if you if you look at our sport, especially this year, Michael, there is there is not one singular dominant driver. You might have a you might have someone like Davenport or Bloomquist roll in and win a couple or three races over the course of a weekend or two weekends, but it's it's been very hit or miss. I mean, Pearson's been been good off and on throughout the year. Chris Madden, uh, Brandon Shepard, Mike Marler in, in that World of Outlaws points race of you know, they've had flashes where they run good for a few weekends and then something happens and they have some bad luck. Uh, Jimmy Owens has, has uh, been a little more consistent here lately, but uh, it's, this is, this is probably, and I feel like I say this all the time, this is really and truly, I think, the most wide-open World 100 that, that maybe I can ever remember. And, and so that, uh, that personally gets me excited. I think a lot of times we go into this and, and we know it's going to be one of maybe two or three drivers. Um, I, I literally uh, could see 10, 12, maybe 14 different guys having a legitimate shot to walk out of their World 100 champion this weekend. I, I think lending credence to your theory is the fact that Eddie Carrier Jr. and Brandon Overton just win Lucas races. 17 or 18 different guys have won Lucas races this year. You're right, DJ. Yeah. You do say that all the time, but I'm going to give it to you this time around because I think you're 100% right this time. <laughs> DJ, you travel anywhere, anytime, and any place for a dirt late model race, any race for that matter. <laughs> I tease you nonstop about this, of course. So you're a guy who sees a lot more than just the Lucas guys, more than just the Outlaw guys. So let's take those 24, 25 guys and park them for a second. Give me the next right. three or four guys that are going to make the most noise at Eldora. Okay, outside of those guys. Um, I, you know, there, there's several. I think, that, I think that they're pretty obvious choices as well. Ricky Weiss uh, is, is <laughs> one of the first yeah. ones that comes yeah. to mind. I mean, he's so good lately won the north south 100 and and i mean let's not forget he was up front in i-80 he was up front with their million um he's he's won uh, 16 races this year i mean he's uh, he's gonna be there i, I just i got the feeling he is gonna be there uh at some point throughout the weekend um brandon overton is another really obvious choice again just won the hillbilly 100 and and He's got that Billy Franklin ride uh, rolling right now, I think. Um, a couple other guys, I think, outside of those Lucas and, and World of Outlaws regulars, Shannon Babb was outstanding at the Dirt Million. He's had uh, he's had a, a really good summer that maybe he hasn't been given enough credit for. I mean, he uh, 
he led, uh, you know, what, five times as many laps at the Dirt Million uh, than, than anyone else did. He's won 11 races this year. So that, I think, is going to be really good. And, and one more that maybe hasn't had the Eldora success that, that he should have had or, or should have is uh, Brian Shirley. Uh, Brian, is, uh, he's had a really good summer, of course, uh, summer nationals champion. And let's not forget that just a month ago, he was right up there amongst the leaders battling for the win at the uh, USA Nationals as well. So uh, those, are, those are guys off the top of my head that I think outside of that, like you said, the, the Lucas Oil World of Outlaws 24-25 guys, those are ones that I think can really make some noise this weekend. Statistically, I can't back this up, but I'm pretty sure you're the most accurate picker we've had over the years. Uh, I'm sure I, yeah. I, I know that Ben and Todd and Derek are going to comb the archives to prove that incorrect. But I think statistically, <laughs> Dustin, it feels to me you're the most accurate picker of the World 100 feature or the dream who you got in the world on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to put my money on Earl Pearson Jr. I just think that team is is maybe the most consistent right now but again this deal is just so wide open it's uh it's really tough to put money down on anyone but i mean th- those guys there he and ronnie stuckey and, and they just they seem to have a, a good foundation under them they're in a good place right now they've got uh just like we saw at the dirt million i got a pit strategy figured out and that could be what it takes in this race also but he is he is so consistent not just this year but at, at eldora as well he's one of those guys that it just it seems like kind of like Dale McDowell, no matter where he starts, he is right there in the top three or five or six when that race is over. But uh, I think this weekend, Earl Pearson Jr. gets his second World 100 victory. That'd be awfully big on the heels of a $202,000 victory at Mansfield as well. Dustin, I'll see you in the booth on Thursday, man. Thank you very much. All right, see you, bud. He is known for his lock of the week. My son, as we call him. Turn to you know Clifton was his middle name. Derek Clifton Kessinger. D.C.K., who joins me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Suave, we've got a big staff, a big staff of people that would descend on Eldora, but I'm not sure anyone is happier, just childlike happiness, to get to Eldora than you. We know about the pizza burgers. We know about the camping. We know about the parties. We know about the racing. Go off the beaten path of that here. Why should everyone else be as excited as you when they pull into Eldora for the World 100? Suave, we got you there. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did we lose Suave? I think we lost. See, he was too excited, Turn. I guess. He was He was too excited. We, we, lost, we lost him. You know what? We're going to bump onto Todd Turner. When you've got Todd Turner waiting in the wings, you've got to let him swing through. You can't not let him in there. ESPN has Chris Berman. NBC has Bob Costas. And we, my friends, have the legend, Todd Turner, who will bat cleanup on the media roundtable for the fifth year in a row. Todd You've seen it all at the World 100, so I know at this point there's not a lot that gets you super excited or anything like that, or not as excited as you once were, perhaps. So give me one or two reasons you are genuinely excited as the World 100 approaches. I like uh, the fact that we've had uh, a lot of fresh winners and, and, and maybe unpredictable winners in these big races this year. I was kind of looking back through four of the last five races that we've had uh, nationally here, uh, paying 30000 or more to win, four of the guys have won their biggest paydays. And I know the Pearson, the, the $200,000 is an obvious one, but, you know, you got Weiss in there, you got Overton in there, you got Moran in there. So we have a lot of, a lot of uh, fresh faces and, and new guys. Now, can we continue that trend at Eldora with 51000 on the line? 
uh, you know, I, I think Eldor is less of a wide open place in some places uh, when you got those uh, heavy hitters there. But but still, it'd be fun to see uh, another another new winner and another uh, another crown jewel winner kind of break through here. One thing I've been fascinated by the World 100 was the original big race, the first big big one for dirt late models back in 1971. Dozens of other races have popped up around it, and you wonder. Will any of these races eventually have an impact on Eldora and all the World 100? And this year, you know, I think, in my opinion, we had the biggest crowd ever last year. I think you're about to have the weather permitting the biggest crowd they've ever had again. I know they're about to have more campers than they've ever had. Why is the World 100 so bulletproof? And I mean that in a complimentary question way. It just seems like no matter what goes on in the world around us, the World 100 is bulletproof. Why is that? Yeah, it, it's just woven into the fabric of the sport. I mean, it, you know, it, it predates me and, and when I was, you know, paying attention to the sport. And so, and, and probably almost everybody listened to this and all of us, everybody that comes in, you just know the World 100 is number one. So you kind of you kind of have that starting starting off. But it's it's just such a special place. And I think part of it is the time of year. Part of it was, uh, you know, Earl Balta's personality and his reputation of being a promoter and creating this this place. And, and part of it is that it's in the middle of nowhere. And when you go there, you feel like you're discovering something. <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I think all the, all those uh, elements are part of it. You know, people build their race seasons around. You know, I think a lot of us, you know, we go to tons of races and, and there's tons of uh, late model fans that go go to all of the big races. But there there's a number of people that you can tell when you're walking around Eldora, this is it for them. The, the, this is what they come to. The, the race season begins and ends with, you know, the big races at Eldora. So it's kind of funny, uh, kind of funny that it's just so entrenched that way. You know, I think critics, you know, back in maybe Earl's later years would have said the track was maybe treading water a little bit and, and, and you know, kind of critical of the bathrooms or whatever. You know, people would, would have their complaints. But now that the, the track, you know, since Tony's owned it and with Roger in charge, they've just stepped it up. And with new stuff, new facilities, the media center, the signage, the jumbotron, uh, the, the added bonuses, the three nights of racing, it, you know, and now they got the next NASCAR truck race, which there's probably a lot of people think it's the only dirt track in the country. When they <laughs> see that thing, you know, so yeah. you know they they've kind of uh, they they've kind of uh, re reinvigorated the fact that this is the big race and the big place to be to, to watch the biggest show. Give me two or three off-the-radar things that you're looking for this weekend that only a good reporter or a good set of eyes like you or a guy who, maybe I should say it this way, a guy who's not only a great reporter, but a guy who combs results uh, ad nauseum on Dirt on Dirt like yourself. Give me two or three off-the-radar things you're looking for this weekend. One guy I'd like to see do well is Chad Simpson. You know, yeah. uh, it was 2012 when he ran good there, uh, led 30 laps, and really was running third, I guess, with seven or eight laps to go, and and, and had a failure and dropped out. But really in contention, it's got to be exciting for him. Well, he's only come back to the world twice since then, didn't make the show, and this year has a little bit of an emotional tug though because it's his last season in this. Uh, Bud and Denise Brinkman owned uh, number 25 there. So he, he's got a little incentive there. Uh, uh, so it would be nice to see him run up front. So I think especially with Iowa fans, keep an eye on Chad Simpson. Another guy I'd point out is uh, Ross Bales. Uh, there he is in the G.R. Smith car. Uh, no pressure, Ross, but that car won this race <laughs> last year. Uh, 
Uh, so it'll be interesting. You know, he's had a little bit of some hiccups and problems kind of getting rolling in that car. He did have a couple couple of top three finishes this past weekend. So it, it'd be fun to see how he does and how GR does uh, with that team uh, coming back to Eldora. And my last guy, I'm not sure if you've heard of this guy, Billy Moyer. You, you've heard of him? Um, turn? Yes? No? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we have, in fact, heard of him. Yes. <laughs> now, now here, here's the guy, you know. First off, you know, however many times he's retired, it's exhausting how many times he's retired. <laughs> but then here he is, he keeps winning the Baltics Classic. However, he has not been getting it done in the big races here. So if he's going to keep coming back to Eldora, he's teasing us. Can he win that seventh globe? It'd be interesting to see how he does. He's only had one top ten finish since his last World 100 win in 2010. So so uh, if there's people hoping for that seventh globe, they'll be keeping an eye on that 21. By the way, he blames you particularly, slash the media, for this retirement fiasco. He says that he never said it. The media says it's specifically Todd Turner. So no no disrespect, but Billy completely blames you for this. So Oh, my. <laughs> Good answer, James. Uh, last thing, winner, Todd, who wins the World 100, the 48th annual World 100 Saturday? Better than that, I'm going to tell you what five guys are going to be in the top five. Whoa, turn. Breaking news, <laughs> turn. Dale McDowell, Bobby Pierce, Chris Madden, and Daryl Lanigan. That's your top five. Now, I'm not sure the order, but the, but the first two will be between Bloomquist and McDowell, and I'm going to flip a coin for you right here. Okay. Oh, wow, on air turn. Drum roll. Bloomquist Drum roll. Dale's, uh, McDowell. McDowell wins McD- just by, <laughs> by a narrow margin over Bloomquist, apparently. By narrow so margin. your top five. By narrow margin, you mean a coin flip, literally a coin flip. You know, I actually yeah. have I actually have one bonus question for you, Todd. Uh, Derek has now messaged me back that he is available to call now. He hit the mute button and accidentally hung up, apparently. So should we call Derek back to finish this off or not? Your thoughts. Um, my lock of the week says call him back. <laughs> call him back. <laughs> All right, we're this is unprecedented turn in the ten year yeah. history of Dirt on Dirt. Todd has not ever ended the media roundtable, but the the Chris Berman of the group has has came down to put his hand and said we can do this. So Todd, you're okay with this, right? Go for it. All right, Todd, we'll see you Thursday, All right, buddy. Thanks, Michael. All right, here we go, Turn. This is exciting. So we hung up on Todd. You heard it right there. We are calling Derek Clifton Kessinger back. This is this is big this is big time. Let's see. Suave, are you there? Hello. Uh, (laughs) Now, this almost didn't happen. I have to let you know. I said to Todd, I said, Derek, I may have said dum-dum. I said, hit the mute and or hang-up button on his phone. I'm not sure which one you said it was and hung up. And Todd had to vote whether or not we called you to end the video cast or to end the, the broadcast now. So Todd is the only reason you're on right now. Well, we've been best buds for seven years now, so like, I owe him a big, big favor after this. I don't know what happened. My phone's just too excited for the big E, I guess. That's fair enough. Um, you know, I had the whole intro I did for you earlier, but I just want to get to it. Everybody else is super excited about the world. You are probably more excited. You're so excited you hung your phone up earlier. Well, like I said, we know about the camping, the parties, and all that, but give me something off the radar. Why should everyone else be excited to head to Eldora this weekend? Well, DJ pointed out, I think this is going to be the most wide-open race that we're going to have in years past. Obviously, Jonathan Davenport surprised us last year in the GR Smith car, but there's just so many good national and regional drivers this year that can compete. Hell, I mean, Billy Moyer, 61, he won the race there last week. He looked pretty <laughs> solid. Nick Hoffman, he's a young up-and-comer. I think he'll have a good weekend. It's just a good collective mix, and every time the World 100 happens, the weekend before the racetrack, I get asked the question, are you going to the World 100? Can't wait to see you there. You don't get that with too many other crown jewels, like, hey, I'll see you at this one. 
this one is the granddaddy of them all. It's the Super Bowl of our sport. And I'm always excited. I've been going there since 1999, almost 20 years now. I'm getting old up there in age, so I'm very pumped and excited for this weekend. You are a noted Illinois homer. You're still shaking off the Shannon Babb Dirt Million defeat from a few weeks ago. Hell, you're still shaking off the Shannon Babb World 100 light at the scales loss from 2005. You've got some Land of Lincoln guys running good right now. Babb himself, Brian Shirley, Bobby Pierce, Frankie won a race this past weekend. Other guys have been good. Of all the Illinois guys, who's about to have the best weekend and why? I mean, 2000, I mean, I can't even get over Babs went lost, filled light, nine pounds. That was just ridiculous. But, yeah, he has 11 wins in the summer. Summer Nationals champion Brian Shirley has won. Brandon Shepard's in the Rocket House car. Dennis Herb Jr. won the Dream a few years back. But I am going with the smooth operator, Bobby Pierce. I think there's going to be a curb. He's going to put on a show. Actually, he's one of the fastest cars at the Dirt Lay Model Dream after the 100 laps. He, got, he finished third, I believe. So I think Bobby Pierce. I don't know. I'm not going to say he's going to win, but I think he'll be the best Illinois driver. But it would be cool to see, like, Shane and Bab or Brian Shirley, you know, be in the mix up there. But, heck, if an Illinois guy wins, I'll be pumped regardless. Yeah, we don't get your pick right now because we'll find that out later in the show on Lock of the Week. By the way, Todd also tried to take Lock of the Week from you. He actually tried to kind of commandeer the segment, so you might have to fight him for that. Do you think you can take Todd in a fight, by the way? No, I cannot. That guy is a veteran. He's fearless. There's no way I could take him in a fight. Plus, I've seen him work out on his little jogs on the like when we're in Arizona. That yeah. guy's a beast. That is they have a beast. Turn you heard it here. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to get your winner. We'll get it later in the show. One final bonus question to the dollar. I'll give you within like a hundred bucks. Final fifty fifty amount this weekend, Suave. What is it? I'm going to go with forty eight thousand. Nine hundred and sixty nine. Ooh, That's so just so you're going uh, under you're going under the King's Royal amount. So you are officially saying we are not as good as sprint car people is what you're saying. Okay, I'm gonna I'll go fifty thousand zero six nine. We beat him. Turn what was the King's Royal amount? It was fifty one, right? Yeah, it was up there. So I'm not still sure. Still under so how about fifty can you say fifty two and make me feel good? Fifty two thousand dollars <laughs> is going back to Bloomington, Illinois to Derek Kessinger. You heard it here first. That might be my lock of the week. I win the fifty fifty. Wow, now that okay. is a, okay. Okay, lock it in. Turns lock locking it in. it in, turns locking it in. <laughs> All right, Suave, I'm glad. So what happened? You hit mute and your phone hung up, but turn, there's no way that happened. Yeah. He fumbled it, right, or something. Suave, what happened? No, I it, I don't know. It's like when you pick up your phone and like an app doesn't work and it just turns off the phone. I mean, I guess it wasn't I guess I'm supposed to go last for now, and I think that's like the destiny we're we may right have, now, so. We may have to change it. <laughs> buddy, thank you very much. I'll see you, uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning, Wednesday, as we head to Eldora. I love you, buddy. Love you, too. <laughs> I'm hanging up on him, turn. We're hanging up. On Ooh. average, how about that? Poor Todd doesn't get to go yeah. last. On average, our Twitter page is busier during the World 100 week than any other time of year, and I'd like to start that trend again tonight. And we did two questions this week, not one but two. And I want to get your answers to both of them. First, of all the drivers, no, turn. Oh. We're going to do this one first. And that okay. one's fine because there we yeah, go. we're going to do this one first. Of all the drivers who have never won the World 100, which is the most likely to win at Eldora Speedway this week? And there's an obvious answer. I put it in Fast Talk this week, but we'll see what the fans say. The other one, turn, is this. What's the biggest sacrifice you've ever made? And I've got a few. I went with a broken foot one time, turn. You've ever made to attend the World 100 Hashtag late model live at dirt on dirt. I'm interested to see the answers. I think we're going to get, I have already seen some mentions about weddings and family hurt feelings and things like that. So both questions there, who's going to win that hasn't won and the biggest sacrifice you've made at dirt on dirt. Hashtag late model live. We will be back after this turn. Play us out. Play us out of this commercial break. I need to get amped up a little bit. 
They, oh, there it is. Good choice. The Tim Truex Lord version of the World 100. We will be back after this on Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Marie up there is just uh, is a great person to talk to. They're always real easy. Uh, you need something, they get it right out. And uh, I just my program wouldn't be nearly where it's at without support like FK Rod ends. Everything on our cars, you know, the best in the business, and they're on there for a reason. And we just have such you know good relationships with Maria and them there, and and their products, you know, the best in the business, and that's why we run them. After nine years of trying, Scott Lucas finally a Show Me 100 winner at Lucas Oil Speedway. The Rocketessi Dura Power Saturday dominates in Muskegon County. Tonight here at Tri-City Speedway, Brian Shirley wins in Alba Turn number four. He's fourth of the season and sweeps the weekend. Brian Shirley wins in Bay County. And now through turns three and four, it's going to be Scott Lucas winning his eighth dirt late model three. Look at that turn. I, I'd like to joke two legends there. One legend and one dork with terrible sunglasses is, is what's going on there. Uh, this is also myself and my cousin Sean at the Victory Lane stage. Look how far Victory Lane has come at the World 100, yeah. by the way. Roger Slack has done a great job with that. I'm wearing my purple John Gill shirt there. My wife and Dirt on Dirt co-founder Amber Rigsby always loves our pre-World 100 shows because dorky pictures of me are frequently used again. She gets her wish. I haven't missed a World 100 in nearly 30 years. I'm actually not sure my pictures from now are any less dorky than my pictures from 30 years. Do you have a vote on that turn? Uh, I'm just going to say no comment. <laughs> Twitter question tonight, of course, World 100 related. First, turn, which one do you want to first? You tell uh, me. You tell me. Let's see. You tell me. We got our biggest wires sacrifice. crossed and like us. What is the biggest sacrifice you've ever made to attend Eldora Speedway's World 100. Let's fire through some of these responses here. Turn Drew Hertzko says, This weekend, we're a big Pitt family. Pitt plays Penn State in football. Little brother, senior year in the Pitt band. But, sorry, World <laughs> 100. Turn, take the next one. All right, the next one, we have uh, Niece's Wedding. Haven't missed a world since 1978. Wow, so oh, wow. sorry, Niece. Punting on the Niece's yep. Wedding. He'll be at the World 100 40 years in a row now. That's pretty cool, Dwight. What's up next? We've got Travis Miller. Got a job offer two days before Eldora. Gave my notice and asked for the weekend off. Was told, by no, was told no by the manager. Let's just say I'm not eligible for rehire, and I had a great weekend <laughs> at Eldora. Bravo, Travis Miller. Yes. I love turn. You take the last two for me. All right. Uh, skipped out on my cousin's wedding. Weddings seem to be a popular. Yes, yes. Uh, 
last year to go kind of felt bad, but in our defense, my husband and I planned on going to the world before their date was set. So. Oh, yeah, so sorry. Yeah, the cousin's sorry. out. I mean, I, I actually think I have to miss Dustin Jarrett's wedding later this year for my mom's family Christmas, and my mom will fight Dustin if it comes to it. So I, I get it. Sometimes weddings uh, just don't make the cut. I get it. I get it. Uh, last one, Turn. Last one here is from our friend uh, Susan Dillow, and she says that she had a major uh, – sorry – it's yeah. hard to read on my screen. That's it. In 2010, she had a yes. major ankle surgery, but didn't keep this gal from the World 100. She drove the motor home for four hours with the cast on to be there. Bravo, Susan Dillo. I love these people. Man, I, I went with a broken foot one time, too. Broke my foot in a high school football game against Flanagan on Friday night turn. Oh, the Flanagan Falcons. It was about they caught, caught a touchdown in that game. Had a pretty nice game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I actually did turn. I mean, believe me. <laughs> foot was swollen up about this big on Saturday. Uh, got home Sunday, went to the doctor, see was over so uh it was but but i didn't miss the world 100 turn second twitter question what is it uh of the drivers who have never won the world 100 which is the most likely to win at eldora speedway this week you take a couple of these two buddy all right so our first one uh, and i gotta throw a couple people under the bus here from our friend alan hutchinson i believe yes come spell greg satterly right at least we're missing (laughs) a t you know and we're missing a g Uh, on the first name so uh greg satterly he has run good there in the past so that's a possibility uh, moving on, Ricky Weiss. I mean, yeah, just, I think we've talked about yeah. that. That's a that's a pretty obvious one that he has been very good lately. We've got uh, Gone Fishing, Golfing, and Working. He says, after running second last year for a good while and with momentum from the Hillbilly, Brandon Overton, I think, is going to be a popular pick this week. How many more? we got a couple here, don't Two we? Two more. Uh, Devin Moran, come on. Devon? Devon. Who's Devon Moran? <laughs> come on, Ronnie. Ronnie, we love you, but come on, Devon Moran. Actually, you know what? He's Devon Moran from Devon. now on. I like that. Uh, one more turn. Yeah, one more. And this one's a little disingenuous here. Veronica, <laughs> there might, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I, I have a hunch there might be a little nepotism going on with this answer from Veronica. Just maybe her and Zach know each other turn, and that's all I'm going <laughs> to say. Maybe. Veronica thinks, I'm, just, I'm doing this with my shoulders, Veronica thinks uh, that Zach is going to win. I'll have, uh, have to have Andy Savory dig into this a little bit, but I'm pretty sure you get more movement in our JRI Shocks Top 25 poll post-Labor Day and pre-World 100. It's like the voters aren't only worked up about all the racing that they've just seen on Labor Day weekend, but the world is just around the corner, and it gets them, it gets them rattled a little bit, Turn It's like their brain's short circuit right now with, with all the action. Let's look at this week's JRI Shocks Top 25, where Brandon Shepard uh, commandingly on top again. Him and Scott hold those top two spots. Sheppy, though, all 10 uh, first-place votes after that win at Portsmouth. Pretty imp- impressive. Jonathan Davenport, certainly not a spectacular weekend, but a good enough one to move up into a tie for third with Chris Madden, who sat Labor Day weekend out. And Shayna Babb wins at Farmer City and is inside. Look at all these ties. Turn Tied for eighth yep, with Bobby Pierce. Third, yep. 11 through 20, of course, the big mover here is Brandon Overton. The win in that Billy Franklin car up six spots from 17 to 11th. Josh Richards, nice solid weekend. I picked him to win the Hillbilly. He didn't quite deliver for me. I'm going to forgive him. Uh, Brian Shirley struggles a little bit this weekend, down four spots. Or, uh, Brian Shirley didn't, obviously didn't race just a ton this weekend, not three, four times like these other guys did. He's down four spots. Michael Page up one. McCready down two. Moyer up two after his win at Eldora. And turn a newbie this week. Who is it? The Thrill, Will Vaught. Will the Thrill Vaught. First time in a month we don't have a tie for 25th, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, 21 through 25, pretty much unchanged except Will Vaught. Welcome to the poll at the 24 spot. As everybody knows, World 100 Week uh, really is the busiest week of the year for us. Turn, we, we started the show or working on the show this morning at 8 o'clock. 
It has been wildly busy. Somehow it's, you know, we're well halfway through this program already. We're into the 7 o'clock hour. How that happens, I have no idea. So in order to accommodate everybody's busy schedules, we actually did our interview on the phone earlier today, and we're going to play that now for you. Uh, Let's just say I was excited to have this guy on. Um, I am excited to have this guy back at the World 100 as we caught up with Brian Burkoffer. Brian Burkoffer, Berkey, 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 is back at the World 100. We caught up with him earlier this afternoon. We normally come out of the top 25 having to build up the weekend ahead, having to lay down some sort of preview track of what's coming up, but I don't think that's necessary. Turn, what do they, what do they say in Step Brothers? It's the, it's the effing Catalina wine mixer. It's the <laughs> Catalina wine mixer. Our Catalina wine mixer is this weekend. As for the 48th time, anyone who knows anything about dirt late model racing or ever had a passing interest in our sport, all of their attention will be turned or tuned, either one, to Rossburg, Ohio for the World 100. And we all know this year is the the biggest, I'm trying to say, I think it'll be the biggest World 100 we've ever had. I really kind of feel that way. But something that's giving it a little bit of extra juice is Berkey is back. I'm going to say it again. Burkhofer is back. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is two-time World 100 winner Brian Burkhofer, who returns to the World 100 for the first time in four years. Brian, earlier in the show, we played a very famous soundbite from you in the show open where you said, there is nothing like being in, at this place in front of these fans, in front of this crowd. And you were just talking about Eldora and what it meant to you. I know late model racing in general is excited as hell to have you back. How excited is Brian Burkoffer to not only be back, but back at the World 100? Berkey's back at Eldora. How excited are you, man? Oh, I'm excited, but with all that excitement, it brings all the pressure back. That, you know, you, <laughs> when you show up, you, the, fan, the fans expect certain things out of you, so you've got to be ready to uh, deliver, I guess. You know, so it's, it's been a kind of a slow uh, process here this year, but... You know, I don't know what next year entails yet, but uh, yeah, the world would be fun. It'd be fun to see the crowd, man. It's it's always an awesome, uh, you know, the race itself is to win is is uh, awesome, spectacular, all the words that you want to think of. But just the the people that are there, you know, when and when they start even Saturday nights, uh, you know, when they start everything with the national anthem or whatever, and you just look around the place and it really shows you that you're at a you're at a pretty spectacular event. You started dabbling with Jason Round last year a little bit. You guys made a small return to the sport last year. This year, you've, I'm going to say, ramped it up a notch a little bit. You do some races around Iowa, then you go to Mansfield, and you have a pretty damn good weekend, honestly. You announced that you're going to Eldora and to Knoxville. So my question is, why? Why is now the right time for you to kind of come back and tackle Eldora? What went into that? Uh, just, I mean, more. It's more uh, what Jason wants to do. Uh, I mean, he's got good equipment, I and mean, that that car was brand new for Mansfield. I mean, he's got good engines. He's got excellent equipment. I mean, he's not afraid, you know, to spend the money to get what he, you know. And I kind of thought he was just going to, you know, personally himself drive. And he seems like he's having fun, kind of being quote the crew chief, the car owner, you know, just all that thing, you know. I guess in a nutshell, he just he's enjoying himself. And, you know, he's compensating me to do it. And I guess it's kind of uh, let me scratch an itch that maybe I needed to scratch. I don't know. I'm just kind of coming <laughs> back and kind of getting into it, you know, uh, and enjoying, you know, enjoying, just trying to enjoy it and not get myself 
thinking too much about all of it again because, you know, I got burnt out in the past. And I know a lot of guys continuously do it year after year and don't get burnt out. I'm not them. I'm wired <laughs> a little different, you know. So it is what it is, man. I'm just uh, – I'm I'm looking forward to going this weekend just so, you know, as usual, when you dirt race, you always kind of look at the weather. And that was one thing about uh, the last few years not really racing. I really didn't worry about the weather. Weekend game, if it rained, it rained. If it didn't, it didn't. Now I'm back, I'm back to watching what the weather does way more than I did. I'll just say it. You kind of answered the question a little bit, but it's a good segue to my next question. This, From my perspective, I mean, I, the sport is just better with you in it, not only because of your talent, but your spirit and your personality and your attitude. We just – we have not replaced you since you left. We just haven't. And, and I don't mean that to like put pressure on you or anything. It just That's just me being honest. As a fan and as a guy that covers the sport as a journalist, I feel like I'm allowed to say that. So I, segueing from your last answer, let me ask you bluntly, how excited can we all be about a Brian Burkoff return? How back are you? How back will you ever be? Shoot, shoot me straight on this. Can well, this thing lead to something I'll never, bigger? I'll never, be back where I, I'll never be back where I was. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to own my own equipment again. I don't know personally. You know, uh, Jay, Jason and I have talked briefly about next year. Um, I mean, the, I can't really give you a number. I have maybe 20 races next year. I don't know. It's more about what him and I, what you know, what he thinks would be enough racing to, you know, justify what he's spending to race with me as a driver. Um, but other than that, that's just a big conversation him and I have to have sure. that we, you know, haven't had yet. We're just like, he just, let's go, you know, let's go to the world. And, you know, if you, if anybody knows Jason around, it's pretty much, let's do it. Let's do it. That's <laughs> what he says. And, you know, if you, you kind of talk to him enough, yep, let's do it. I mean, this guy is a, he's a hard worker. I don't know if he ever sleeps. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know him. I know him just well enough to kind of, you know, the out about JR, but I, he doesn't want to sit down much. So, I mean, the success he has in his businesses and what he does financially, I mean, you know, nobody can shake it, shake a finger at him because that guy earns everything he gets. So that that being said, I mean, it's just it's going to be a conversation between him and I, and then obviously over the winter, something will be announced if we're going to do something. If if not, you know, then I'll just walk back into the sunset. You know, I've already I kind of quit once, and I guess technically that's why it's it's the thirty car. It, it came out as a gag. Because I, you know, I watched the Warriors and it was Steph Curry. I'm like, I'll just make it 30 for Steph Curry. And then now it's like, well, I'm probably a little bit of a dirtier version. So let's just, <laughs> and then, then it became the dirty 30, and it, I, that's kind of taken on a, a thing of its own as well. So <laughs> we're going to talk about that number. We're going to talk about that number in a second too. But let's talk World 100 for yeah. a second. You won arguably the most famous World 100 ever, 2002, or at least the top two famous World 100, 06, 02. Uh, infamous last lap pass on Scott Bloomquist. Ozzy Altman, of course, has that famous line, I can't swear to it. Ozzy, give a shout-out to our guy, Ozzy, who's recovering, by the way. You may not know this. Definitely definitely on him. I know. You may not know this, but I was a 20-year-old reporter for National Dirt Digest that night, and I wrote the feature story for the paper. Turn, do you have that, actually? There it is. Brian Burkoff for the National Dirt Digest feature story. My byline was on that. Michael F. Rigsby actually pulled it out earlier today. I remember so much about that night. I remember interviewing you that night. What do you remember most, Brian, about that night in 2002? Uh, man, I, I remember a lot of the race, really. I remember, like, you know, like what lines I was driving. And at one point, I was pressuring Scott with, like, 30 to go. 
and then the caution came out and he drove off for a while again. And then I kind of got, you know, I'm sure he just, you know, he fired off better and then I could reel him back in. Um, obviously I remember, you know, the controversy of the white flag. I mean, obviously <laughs> yeah. I seen what I seen the white flag. I seen him come back around. And he's waving the white flag again. Well, I mean, the white flag, he never did wave the first time. He kind of brought it up and we came back around. And he was waving it. So he showed it. Yeah, he showed it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he showed it, but he didn't wave it. So right. we go back around, he's waving it. So I'm going to go another lap. I mean, so if Scott, Scott, he's going to go to his grave thinking whatever. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he should have kept on the gas for another, you know. It certainly looked like he was staying on the gas because generally that guy would dive to the bottom and pick up mud, you know, and he didn't. So I don't know. <laughs> Scott's his own person. We all know that. Yeah, that nobody needs to <laughs> you you need a, a severe psychologist to figure out that <laughs> scott is his own person i think you said it best there that is 100 percent for sure speaking yep, exactly you, you experienced to me that is the most magical moment in my eldora life that night you were peak eldora magic so that goes to my next question after all of these years why do you think Eldora has endured? Why do you think the World 100 is still the measuring stick for everything else? You've been there. You've experienced it. Why do you think that is? Well, I think, first of all, you've got you to think about Earl Baldus that built it to that point. Um, built the racetrack, that design, you know, with the speed and just how it was. It was kind of like, uh, you know, I guess when asphalt guys went to Daytona for the first time maybe or some other big track, but just that track itself you know, what Earl built. And then as it went, I mean, I mean, if anybody that was anybody, they were already there. So it was always your measuring stick and it paid well. So, uh, you know, as far as yet, you still, you go, you go. And when you get that globe trophy, it's, I mean, it means a bunch, obviously the money's, the money's the awesome part of it, but um, the prestige, I mean, you'll always be remembered for uh, something really positive, you know, for the rest of your career, you know, if I, like I quit, you know, and, at least I accomplished a few things before, you know, my kids can talk to other people about it or I don't know. I just, it's one of the things you got your name in the history books for something. I think a little more than something. I think, I think two world 100 is a little more than something. I've got some Eldora quick hitters to go through last couple of questions, Brian, here we go. That 2002 yep. world 100, you mentioned it. Scott says, he said what he says, you say what you say. Have you and him ever had like a really in-depth conversation about it? Like really breaking it all down in 2002 or not? Uh, no, I don't think so because I, I was friends with him and then I don't know. I mean, that guy's, he's easy not to, he's easy to dislike. So apparently I just, I got to the age where I don't even, I really don't care what the guy does. He's, he's just, he's, I don't know. It's, it's no, there's no need to go anywhere with that guy anymore. I just didn't I know. Just, if, I didn't I, know if I, he'd I ever walk. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I respect him as a racer, but other than that, some of the games he plays, and I don't know. It's it, he's, he's so much into drama and I'm so much out of the drama thing. He can he can have it. He can be in his own soap opera. I don't care. But no, I really haven't discussed it to the point where, you know, it wasn't a heated argument or anything like that. I'm sure he thinks one thing, and you know the 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 trophy's still here in my shop upstairs. So I guess he's gonna have to go get another one. Your best personal Earl Baltus story. Everybody's got a good personal Earl story. Bob Pierce, of course. I think Bob Pierce drank 500 beers with Earl Baltus because his top stories are all drinking beer with Earl Baltus. What's Brian oh, Burkoffer's yeah. best personal Earl story? Uh, man, you know what? I really don't have one. I I didn't really, you know, enact with him too much. He was, 
I mean, he's a great dude, but it just looked like he was always kind of, I, I don't know, man, I never really, I mean, I talked to him uh, briefly throughout my career, but um, other than, you know, him always, you know, th- you know, he would thank me for coming every once in a while. I guess that would be the, you know, Earl Ballas actually looked at me and thanked me for coming to the race. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that one. I feel like nobody else could drink beer with him because Bob Pierce was always drinking beer with him from the <laughs> sounds of it. So, well, I had a good I had a good uh, run in with Pierce last week at Mansfield. I talked. We had a few beers after Friday night. I think it was yeah after Friday night show, and uh, I got to hang out with Bob for about an hour there. I hung out with Bob a lot in my younger part, <laughs> part of my career, and we were just talking with my uh, crew guy here. Well, my ex crew guy the other night stopped and. Uh, just talking about like you know what's going to happen with Rick Eckert next year. If Rick's going to continue racing, or you know, and then Steve Francis obviously is done. And I traveled with them guys when I was younger in my career. And then you know, obviously Bob's not racing anymore. So there's a lot of guys, the guys I uh, raced with, and, you know, looked up to, or you know, had some fun throughout the years, or not racing anymore, or looking to the end of their you know careers. So we'll see what happens. But you know, the times are changing. The younger guys are coming in. What is your favorite Eldora concession stand item? Oh, man. Pizza burger? I, no, I never had one of them. I'm trying what? to think. I guess just the, <laughs> just the chicken wings in the in Yeah, the they're infield. good. They're good. They are good. That yeah, is- I, would go do, I would go just the chicken wings because then everybody says, you can't eat them at a racetrack. I was like, ah. Everybody says you can't have green, but, you know, money's green. So <laughs> they ain't worried about having green in their pocket, you know. I have been going to Eldora my entire life. I still get chills when I pull up Highway 118 from the south. Do you still get? I know it's been four years, but do you think you'll still get that when you go back? You're pulling up 118. You'll get that Eldora feeling. Well, you could, yeah, because I come in the back way, you know, the, from the back from the east, and you kind of come in towards uh, the three and four, and you just when you start seeing all the campers, yeah. that just you know just shows you well, you know, here's Eldora. You know, get ready for the. Get ready for the show because there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fans that you, you know, enact with all weekend. You know, you might be, if you're running bad, people still want to talk to you. So you just got to bite your tongue, you know, appreciate them for being a fan and coming and supporting the race and, you know, try to do, get on the racetrack and do better. Last one, the 15B, you alluded to it. We'll never see it again. Let's just say you did 20 races next year. We can't get the 15B back. I can't. My eyes need it. Can we ever get it back? Uh, no, I, I, dude, no. I'm t- I just like, you know what? I tried coming back a little bit. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let that. That chapter's been wrote. Yeah, I get this, it. I'm just going to go have fun with a dirty 30. I, I I feel like Dirty 30 is like a perfect Brian Burkoffer number, if not the 15 beats. Well, well yeah, it's kind of it's kind of taking on its, you know like its own thing, and I'm like, well, you know, I am kind of a I am kind of, I got a dirty mouth, you know. There's a lot of, a lot of things about it, so Dirty 30, yeah, that works good. The 48. I mean, days, you think about it, you buy Bush Light and 30 packs. Oh uh, well, you know what? Now turn now, now I get it. Sense. Now it makes a lot of sense. Actually, <laughs> now it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 48th annual World 100 is this weekend, and, and I, honestly, man, I, I just can't tell you what it's like being able to interact with you again and talk to you on the phone. You and I have had a lot of good laughs and times over this last 11 or 12 years that Dirt on Dirt's been around. I'm pumped to see if oh, there's yeah. a little muscatine magic left at Eldora this weekend, Brian. We're all excited that you're coming. Uh, we look forward to seeing you Thursday, and good luck to both you and Jason, buddy, this weekend at the World 100. All right, thanks for having me on, man. We just want to show up and uh, just be competitive and, you know, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. Hopefully we can just uh, 
run top five. That'd be like a win for us. <laughs> top five? I think that's a pretty high expectation. I think that's a good. I mean, it's a good one, but that's pretty. That's lofty, don't you well, think? Like, that'd be like a win. I'm saying that's <laughs> like a win. You run if I could run fifth Saturday night, man, that'd be like a win. All right, thanks, Brian. So, good luck this weekend, buddy. All right, boy. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, man. Turn this week. I, I just could have him on for hours. I could have yeah. him on his bush light stories and uh, dirty mouth stories and everything else. Uh, of course, we will be back after the break. We're going to talk a little uh, World 100 statistics. Suave pulled out a very, very lucky lock this past week. We're going to discuss that. And turns turn. All that and more coming up. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. We'll be back after this. Automotive has franchised for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. As they dive into three, West Virginia, the Mountaineer State, take me home, country roads. Blankenship in front of Eldora, 53 scored. John Blankenship has done it. He wins the world 100. I think folks forget sometimes that John Blankenship won the World 100. I think that goes forgotten. Like Burkhofer, Blankenship walked away from the sport not all that long ago. And I don't know why, I just felt compelled to, compelled to issue a reminder that John Blankenship, at least for one night, was the best dirt late model driver on the planet. That was back in 2013 when he took the lead on lap 53. Turn, people also forget that the guy that led the first 52, I'll give you one guess, who led the first 52 laps, Turn? Uh, Bloomer? No. Terry Phillips oh led my. the first 52 laps of that race. Oh so uh, two guys that will not be at Eldora this year, Terry Phillips and John Blankenship. Just kind of interesting to see who will be at Eldora is myself and Turn this weekend. It is now time for a World 100-themed edition of Turn's Turn. <laughs> got the little shake going. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, there, go, yeah, go. Thank you. Thank you. So, sticking with my favorite theme for Turns Turn. You like food? Gonna, I like food. <laughs> I got to talk concession stands. I mean, it's Eldora for good sense. Best you know, concession I mean, stand in America. So, yes, yes, yes. you know, there's some different strategies that you got to have when you go to the concession stand at Eldora. Now, you know, they know me very, very well there. So I, you know, I don't have to use <laughs> uh, these tactics anymore. I can kind of slip in the back door and, and, and they can hook me up. But, you know, uh, there's, there's one thing. Go early. Get yes. yourself one of the refillable cups. Yes. That's going to hold you over the whole weekend. Can you save you some dollars over the weekend. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. Uh, you always got to get 
the the trays. You got to get the trays so you can Super carry important. all the goodies because mine's always full. It's got the mozzarella sticks, uh, maybe a pizza burger, maybe a cheddar worst. Keep, keep going. Uh, yeah. keep, keep, keep going. Okay. Maybe a bag of M&Ms okay, at the end. They okay. stare at me while I'm checking out, you know. Okay. So you make sure you do those two things. And then the most important thing is make sure that you, if you are buying a bun, if you're not buying a whole lot, it's one of the few places that takes credit cards. Oh, clutch. So Roger Slack made that happen. When yes. you get to the end of the line, you got to make sure if you're using a credit card, it's over, I think, $5. Yep. So, I mean, I've gotten behind people that, uh, you know, didn't have it up to 5 bucks, and uh, they, they hold up the line and that kind of stuff. So, you know, you just got to plan out your trips to concession stand. One other pro tip turn, if you're able to and you're not able to because you're switching the show, go during like a heat or early, early during the first heat race or last heat race. Nobody in the concession stand yeah. line. You feel like you're at Disney World when I no agree. one's there. So that is another pro See, tip. See, that's one you knew because uh, I'm, I'm up there busy. I'm, I'm pushing buttons. So Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it turns grinding. Thank you. Yes. Those are excellent Eldora concession stands. If you know, turn that we are not adverse to sports gambling references on this show. So I wanted to play this clip. I love Scott Van Pelt. I'm a huge SVP fan on SportsCenter. He does his bad beats gambling segment when a guy has made a bet and it's almost a sure thing and then he loses it at the end. Turn, can you play that without audio or no? Can you play that clip without audio? I can play it without play, audio. I just want to talk you... over it real quick. Play it without audio. This is, this is his bad beats clip that he plays. He plays at the beginning of the show, and this is, of course, the famous Belk Bowl between Duke and Cincy. There's David Cutcliffe's face. These are all games that have gone horribly wrong where a gambler has something locked up. And let you just see it. And look at this horse. No! At the very end turn, the horse loses. <laughs> you get the idea. Just shenanigans like this happen. I just wanted to play that so you get an idea of Van Pelt's bad beats. Turn, you this weekend suffered a bad beat, my friend. You had... Suave covered. Bab was not going to win Farmer City, and you lost. Just really quick turn. That was a bad beat. Was it, it was real bad. I was crying a little bit. We you made a couple of Twitter jabs. Got into it on Twitter a little bit. Uh, Suave is a big one because he moved back over 500. We'll catch up on that afterwards. Bad beat. Let's see what he's got in store this week for the world's 100. Suave's lock of the week. Let's freaking go down the back straight away for the final time here comes billy moyer to the inside moyer to the inside bab to the outside who's it gonna be off of turn number four shannon bab gonna win the american late model series feature in farmer city i knew i could count on my boy shannon bab to get me back on track after his last lap heroics my record improves to 10 and 9 but it's world 100 week and this pick will be a toughie. Sure, you all think I'm going to choose Scott, Bloom, Quist. Wrong. I'm going with my Land of Lincoln little brother, Bobby Pierce, to pick up his second globe. There will be a curb. We'll hear Essex spelled out. Here comes Pierce. Time to get her done, Bobby. Make me proud. And that's Suave's Lock of the Week. It's such an awesome day. New year, but the same old squad. So give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. 
10 and 9 yep. turn. 10 and 9 headed into the World 100. It's a big one. It's a big one this weekend. Final commercial break coming up. And a reminder before we go, and this is big, would you like to have a Dirt on Dirt subscription forever? How about pay-per-views for life turn? If so, <laughs> if you'd like to have both of those things for, th- for free, check out markmartinautomotive.com, where if you buy a car or truck from Mark Martin, I will personally hook you up with a free lifetime pass to everything that DOD offers. Free forever. MarkMartinAutomotive.com today. Buy now, turn. We'll be back after this. Late Model Race in Australia. This is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast parking by my butt here, Ryan. Uh, it's just it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, two to go, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Tyler Ab. Slide job to Ab. Can he pull it right? Yes, he can. Ab to the race lead. Ab wins. Ab takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year. So never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. The biggest dirt race in the world is only at Eldora. It's the 48th annual World 100. Witness dirt late model superstars battling for $51,000 to win. One giant weekend of camping, music, parties, and the nation's greatest dirt racing. And it's only at Eldora Speedway, located on Ohio State Route 118, just north of Rossburg. Get your tickets now at EldoraSpeedway.com. The World 100, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, September 6th, 7th, and 8th. Only at Eldora Speedway, Ohio State Route 118, Rossburg. Me rocking the Earl Baltus hat with my mom, Marcia, back at the World 100 back in the day. Look at that flipped up bill turn. Just the teeth. The teeth well, the teeth are good. <laughs> and again, look at that. The 25th World 100. That's me and my family in Victory Lane. Victory Lane's come a long way, turn yes. in Eldora. Before we wrap up, I wanted to touch on some stats that Todd and Andy Savory are dropping in quick time this week. You know those two are always digging deep for good stuff. This week, it's a breakdown of the World 100 historical fields in a few different categories. Let's take a look. This is from, which one we got first? 2017 first. 2017, 106 cars, 30 starters, holdover starters turn. So explain to me the holdover starters. This holdover are guys that started it the year before, correct? Correct. So 17 guys that started it the year before came back and made it next year. So almost half the field. Return starters, 11, meaning return starters, Guys that have started a World 100 at some point in their career, 11 of them, 36%, and two first-time starters. 2016 turn, 108 cars, 30 again. Holdover starters, 14. So 14 guys that made the field the year before are back, 11 again. That's amazing, this consistent numbers. Guys that have made the field at one point, you know, or or returned. And first-time starters, five two years ago. And 2015, finally, 106 cars. 18 hold 60%. I, what this just shows me, and I wanted to show these, and you can read this in quick time this week. If you're good at Eldora, you usually stay pretty good at Eldora. Nine return stars and first-time starters, three. I just thought these numbers were really interesting, especially that holdover starters numbers, guys that started the year before and made it again the next year, 18, 16, 15, 14. Those are pretty cool numbers. Andy traces this in quick time all the way back to 2000. So that's 17 World 100s that you can find information on on QuickTime this week, which if you're not reading QuickTime, you are nuts. You should. It's one of the best things on the website every week. Check that out on QuickTime tomorrow on Wednesday. Turn, let's finish strong. Five to go, World 100 style. 
number five Big World 100 weekend on tap for the Southern All-Stars as they have a Georgia doubleheader. First on Friday, SAS at Oglethorpe Speedway Park in Savannah. 4,000 to win. I've never been to this track. I'd love to go. Savannah is one of my favorite cities in the country. Then Saturday, Red Griffins, Screven Motor Speedway, 7,500 to win for the Rebel Yell. These races do pay enough that I think they'll keep a few guys away from Rossburg. So likely a good regional guy could have a good payday or two Friday or Saturday. Tough one to predict here, though, with the world going on. I'll say Austin Horton. Austin Horton grabs a win. Enjoy the Peach State this weekend to my Southern friends. Number four, one race that has always held World 100 weekend but has no impact on Eldora at all, but it's always just a great race, is the $9,200 to win John Seitz Memorial at the fantastic River City Speedway in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Ricky Weiss is a guy you'd say, okay, Grand Forks, Wissota country, he's going to win, but Ricky's too good. He's going to the World 100 right now. So I think Minnesota's Don Shaw goes back-to-back a year after winning this race, he does it again. Shaw for nearly ten grand in North Dakota. It's River City's man. You know it's going to be good. Number three, it is 973 miles from Rossburg, Ohio, to Barberville, Florida, where Volusia Speedway Park will come to life this weekend for 4,000 to win. It's just two months ago that Volusia had a 10,000 to win late model race that Mark Whitener won. Need to see the Florida track, you know, really stepping it up with non-speed weeks events. Back in June, Whitener beat 46 cars. Hell of a count. I don't think they get that many this time, but I think the result is the same. The magic man, Mark Whitener, wins again. Number two, the first race you should always think of is the World 100. But the first state in the Union turn, that's Delaware. You see what I turn? I'm tying them all in, Delaware. See you see what I'm doing here? Delaware International Speedway has an unsanctioned $3,000 to win race this weekend. And while I'm tempted to pick Austin Hubbard, I won't. I almost went with Amanda Whaley, who won the last special of Eldora, but I won't. I'm going to go with Ross Robinson. Ross, the boss, has been strong lately, and I like him to grab the inaugural first state triple crown shootout. And number one turn, there's really nothing else to say but this, World 100. While I firmly respect any track's decision to race on any date, in a perfect world, no one would run against the World 100. I know that we don't live in that perfect world, but one day, maybe we would. I take a great quote from the legendary C.J. Rayburn, who told me one time, if you don't show up to race the World 100, what the hell else are we even doing this for? I know times have changed, but I get CJ's point. This is center stage. This is the main attraction. This is the heart and soul of what we do Thursday through Saturday. The 48th annual World 100 comes to life at Eldora. Turn, that was five, two, go. I assure you I'm not trying to get on a soapbox about scheduling. Most of those events I mentioned probably have no impact on Eldora, but it's a little fantasy land that Todd Turner and I live in where the whole world, no pun intended, shuts down for the World 100. I'm allowed to have that fantasy turn. You are. I'm allowed sure. to have that fantasy. Uh, this weekend, World 100 center stage, like I said, turn. What else we have on demand? We will have Southern All-Stars from Oglethorpe and Screven yep. and Wasoda from River City. Obviously, the John Seitz Memorial. We are World 100 heavy. Look at a smiling Billy Moyer in that photo, by the way. Uh, pay-per-views coming up. Of course, don't forget the World 100 Live all three nights this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You can watch it all on DirtOnDirt.com this weekend. Don't forget, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, every lap of the World 100 will be live at DirtOnDirt.com. Turn just one week from now, basically, the first two nights of the Lucas Oil Late Model Knoxville Nationals, Thursday and Friday, just texting with Kendra Jacobs a minute ago, actually, will be live at DirtOnDirt.com, Knoxville next week. The week after that, for the first time ever, the Jackson 100 live at DirtOnDirt.com from Brownstown Speedway. Turn, and what do we got to open up October for the first time ever? The Pittsburgher. Yes, the Pittsburgher 100, October 5th and 6th, 
also live at DirtOnDirt.com. But it all starts and stops with the World 100 this weekend. I want to wrap it up with some notes. Uh, the 50-50 this weekend at Eldora. Derek Kessinger mentioned it earlier. The Sprint Cars, what did the Kings Royal hit turn? 50? It was right around 51. I don't we got to beat it. We, we the late model world, it. we've got to beat these Sprint Car people. More than 51,000. Make it happen. You saw Roger issue the press release. They've got more ticket takers, more ticket counters. We've got to beat it this weekend. Uh, turn, we are a late model website. Yes. We do not cover modifieds. Typically, but no. This photo caught my eye this weekend. Mike Harrison, look at this. Mike Harrison was one of the best race car drivers in the country. He won four races this weekend. Tri-City Thursday, Farmer City Friday, Fairbury Saturday, Fayette County Sunday, 15, 16, 17, 20 grand in a modified this year. I'm telling you what, Mike, come on, buddy. Look at me. Turn, put me on. Mike Harrison, drive a late model. Please get in a late model just once. I want to see what you got against these late model guys. I would absolutely love to see it. Steve Casebolt, the funniest dirt late model driver on Twitter, issued this tweet this weekend after the Baltus Classic. I was terrible at Eldora. Track was good. Pizza Burger was solid. Moyer keeps digging like a teenager. And I saved some laps on the engine by pulling in. Gotta look at the positive. As always, Casebolt is hilarious on Twitter. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Lonesome Pine, the track in Virginia, just kind of north of Bristol a little bit. Asphalt track forever turned. They're going dirt, and it's getting serious. They are yep. putting dirt down. These pictures came out this week. Uh, look at that nice facility. Look at that red clay in the southeast. It is going down on this racetrack. I'm interested to see how things develop at Lonesome Pine, but they're not joking around. The dirt is officially going down. And turn, look at this. I got an email from a father this week at a birthday party. Uh, he wanted a dirt on dirt themed birthday party. You know what? I got to check real quick. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to short this gentleman. I, I can't turn. I can't open my email during the show. Cause you yell at me. You yeah. yell at me. Don't you? You got to use your phone. So I want, yeah, you make me use, you make me lose, use my phone and look at this. Look at this guy. He wanted a dirt on dirt themed birthday party and he got it. Um, I just, um, I can turn turn. Of course I don't have it in here on my phone right now. Either way, you know what? This little guy, look at him. He's got the Bill Fry and Scott Bloomquist die cast. I absolutely love it. Shout out to this little guy and his dad. His name, I turn won't let me open my email. I can't get it right now, but I love it. This little dude having a Dirt on Dirt themed birthday party. I used to have a saying when I started Dirt on Dirt, speaking of, I would drive hours and hours to events all over the country through the middle of the night at every hour imaginable. And sometimes a promoter would ask me, man, why'd you come this far? And my answer was always very simple. I would say to respect the event. It meant that much to me to pay respect to an event when the event deserved it. And nothing deserves more respect or more attention than the World 100. I know that may seem like low-hanging fruit and obvious, uh, but I mean it wholeheartedly. If we're not giving the World 100 everything we've got, I kind of feel like the whole thing, the whole industry sort of falls apart in a way. I'm not going to get on a major soapbox, but it's World Week. Let's stand at attention and tip our hat to the greatest tradition we have, and that is the World 100. Don't forget, you can watch it live every lap this weekend, all three nights. Order your live pay-per-view video now for Turn, for Suave, and myself. I got to go, man. I'm getting ready to go to Rossburg right now. <laughs> we will see you from Eldora Thursday night. World Week, baby! Let's go.